Thank you for joining us on another episode of Popcorn for Breakfast with your co-host, Kirk. Hello, hello. I'm your other co-host, Cam. And as Kirk was just holding up a, what was that, a, a whiteboard? It's a whiteboard. You know my wife calls those Marlite boards? What? That is the weird, is that the weirdest thing you've ever heard? Marlite. It must be like a very Can specific Can someone enlighten brand? me? I, yeah, I don't know. It's like, yeah, it's like calling a t- uh, tissue a Kleenex or something like that. Like it's, <laughs> it's like a brand name. I, I've never heard of this until my wife. Um, but they, like her family also calls uh, a pair of scissors a scissors. What? Yeah, there's lots of, like, I'm not going to put them totally on front street here, but there's some weird, there's some weird things. But anyway, as Kirk wrote on the whiteboard, Marlite board, board. whatever you want to call it, um, today is Tuesday, T-W-O, also T-U-E-S, Tuesday, meaning that the twos are wild today. Deuces are wild. It's February 22nd, 2022. It's Tuesday... It's, There's two it's of us. It's 9.32 right now. Oh, my gosh. Look so at that. Deuces are wild. Um, I have no idea what to do with that information. I like. <laughs> I tried to come up with something creative for social media today, as I think pretty much anyone with the title social media manager <laughs> had to do today. Um, I am not that. But for our podcast, we you and I take turns being social media manager. But there's just really nothing there. I was like. Here's a bunch of movies that involve twos. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was a really good idea. It was a really good move. Yeah. Honestly, I would have done the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's really not much to work with there. I think obviously, like if you're if you're uh, if you sell things, if you're a retailer or you, or like a consumable goods company, you can be like. 20% off or 22% off for Tuesday. 2% off. Yeah, 2% off. That's a really good deal. Maybe if you're selling Teslas or something, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I didn't really know what to do with that information. There's nothing special about today other than that. Um, so whatever. It's, it's kind of just like a, hey, that's cool, palindrome. Uh, do whatever you want with that information. Listen. How dare you say that's the only thing special <laughs> about today? Cam, we're going live on one of the most that's true. one of the most coveted days that will never happen again in the history of time. Is that true? I don't know. It won't happen. well, so the next time would would be 3022, right? But it won't It's not as special with twos. That's it. It's the only time it happens. This is the moment. Yeah, plus like human existence will probably have been eliminated at that point like that's a thousand oh. years in the future five years tops we're all going down i say this yeah. is this is the end no 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 you know what 20 2222 that's gonna be lit that's oh the real gosh. that's the real tuesday if that i'm gonna look on a future calendar i don't know can you go hundreds of years in the future on a calendar app i don't know <laughs> it's gonna be like, y2, like it's gonna be like y2k like flipping through my <laughs> I had the thought today. Calendar. I was like, what if today was like the real Y2K? Like like the the computers oh. actually couldn't compute all the twos. Right. It got confused. Like, wait, ones and twos. Yeah, like everybody ones. was so worried about rolling over into from nineteen ninety nine to two thousand, but really this was the this was the doomsday we never saw coming. <laughs> there's a there's a movie plot for you right there. Oh but, yes. But seriously, if two 22, 22, 22 falls on a Tuesday, then that's the real Tuesday. And we're wasting our time celebrating this day. Well, when we broadcast that episode, we will <laughs> yeah, give an update. After we've been cryo-frozen for, for 200 years. <laughs> that is correct. Only emerging from our cryo-sleep to save the world, presumably, from something. I don't know. That's usually yes. how that happens. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's Tuesday. Uh, it, it kind of reminds me of Winnie the Pooh whenever they say it's Wednesday and they mean like W I N D day. That's, yeah. that's what we have going on here, but there's nothing special about that. It's uh, it is a pop popcorn for breakfast Tuesday. We've been doing Mondays all year this year, but we had to do Tuesday this week due to scheduling issues, but we're here. We've got lots of movie news as a reminder. If you're watching on the stream, you can watch, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. So if you found us on one of those platforms and you're like, oh, it's not my preferred platform, we stream simultaneously three different places at the same time. Facebook, 
YouTube and Twitch. So if you're joining us there, thank you very much. If you're joining on the podcast, listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, all of the others, uh, you can also join us on the stream. If you haven't before, it's a good time to do that. And no matter where you're listening or watching, please smash the subscribe button if there's a subscribe button or if you're on Facebook, follow, like, whatever. And I'm going to throw a little banner at the bottom of the screen here to plug our Discord server. There's a bunch of fun links down in the description for our website, our email address. You can email us. You can join our Discord server, which has potential to be a really fun place to talk about movies. We just need more people to come chat with us. We've got a few people in there. We have a good time, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun once we get that thing up and rolling. So jump in on the Discord server. We have lots of exciting stuff going on. So this week... And we'll be recording it right after the stream tonight. We're, we're reviewing Uncharted, which Kirk and I saw on Sunday night. Excited to talk about that one, starring Tom yes. Holland. And next week, Kirk, you know what we're seeing next week? Uh, Do you? No. <laughs> Do you really not know? Uh, no way. Uh, no way. No way. Today? There's what's no today? way. Well, you know what today is. It's Tuesday. We just did a whole <laughs> half segment on it. 30 minutes ago. Um, no, I've completely forgotten what's coming the up. The Batman, Kirk. Oh! The Batman. The Batman. And oh, you and I. I can't believe it's already here. I know. That's what I'm blown away it by. It snuck up on you. Um, but yeah, the Batman. We'll be seeing it. We're actually we're seeing it early, um, which we don't get to do very often. But we're seeing it a week from today. In St. Louis uh, on IMAX, so yeah, it'll be a good time. I'm I mean, trying not nobody, to get, like, nobody tell our wives that they don't know yet. We're just gonna. <laughs> we, we haven't mentioned it to them. <laughs> I did buy the tickets, but that doesn't actually mean anything yet. I'm I'm so glad to know that you also didn't say a word to Jackie yet. <laughs> They're just like, well, the day is coming. We shall see, and you know, like. The night before, like, hey, Batman is tomorrow night. Yeah, so, uh, and it's at 7 p.m., so the kids you. will definitely still be awake. But, okay, thanks, bye. <laughs> oh, man, that's that's funny. We're in deep trouble. We're it's, in yeah, deep it, trouble. Could be, it could get bad. It could get bad. They're reasonable people, but, you know, our, you know, my kids are three and one. It's mm-hmm. it's a tough, you know, being living the single parent life. I had to do it last week. It's just, it's a rough draw. It really and is. What day of the week are we seeing it on? <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> we're in trouble. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Okay. <laughs> but we're seeing the Batman. We'll be reviewing that one. Um, we'll be reviewing it probably right after we see it. We might, we might even have to do a spoiler free review so that people can hear it before they go into theaters. Like we used to do. We could throw it back, throw it back to spoiler free days. But before that, we're going to do on the stream our what's popping movie and TV news right now. Let's get into it. Let's pop it up. Kirk. Let's pop. All right, we've got a really interesting week of news. Um, but Kirk, one thing in particular, I can't wait to get your thoughts on, because you really are our resident Trekkie. And and, and mo- more specifically, I mean, your, your name is Kirk, for God's sake, because it kind of comes with the territory. But you, my friend, have been a big fan of the Pine Quinto Saldana cast, those films, and... I mean, what, what's, uh, I guess, officially called the Kelvin timeline. Yes. And though we heard rumblings, sort of slight rumblings about this coming, uh, we got confirmation from Paramount that Star Trek Four, with this cast, is a go. It's a go. Right. And Matt Shackman is taking over the reins uh, from J.J. Abrams, Matt Shackman of WandaVision fame. So it's going to be an interesting look, Kirk. I just got to get your reaction here. What thoughts ran through your head whenever you heard this? Uh, where where are you at on it? Yeah, dreams do come true uh, with the first <laughs> words in my mind because a couple years ago we heard the kibosh on this, right? Uh, where we were hopeful that it was returning with Chris Hemsworth, kind of like almost a Generations feel, Star Trek Generations, yeah. where you had uh, the different versions uh, of Captains Picard and and Kirk. But this would be Kirk and his father in the same place, or at least presumably maybe helping each other from different points in time and then maybe being able to see each other or like a kind of in an onward sense, like almost being able to see each other and touch each other. But in order to keep the space-time continuing mm. intact, they would not be able to. Like this 
nerd freak out that you're seeing right now is only the surface of how excited I am right. for all of this. Um, it's so cool that JJ announced it himself and that Chris Pine is the linchpin of all of it. And he yeah. was the first in to negotiations. So very pumped, very pumped. Yeah. And I think for me, um, I was interested because I mean, how long has this been in discussion? So the last film was oh, six gosh. years ago, but, but even before, even before Star Trek beyond came out, there were, there were already rumblings about, you know, contract disputes. Nobody's under contract past this movie. The care, like the guys are getting too expensive. Obviously Zoe Zaldana has been in like all of the major highest grossing <laughs> films. She's a, she's a mega star. Chris Pine, a mega star. Um, I mean, Carl Urban, like there's a lot yeah. of, a lot of big name actors going on here. Um, but what's been interesting is that the news came with a lot of Paramount news. Cause they had, I guess like a shareholder 2022 look ahead type deal. Right. And they bait the reports out of that. were saying that they did a sentiment analysis, like basically surveyed a bunch of fans to see, to gauge the interest in this cast and that the data showed that people want this, um, which I, which I was interested in first of all, that they did that, but that also kind of tells me that those rumblings about the cast is asking for too much money, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, may not have been totally true. It might've been actually the other way with Paramount saying, we're not interested in, sh in footing the bill on another one of these. Cause we don't think it's worth the investment, but now they've they've got the data. They've looked at it. They think this is a good investment. I have to agree. I think these movies have been really fun. I think the third one was not my favorite, but that's that's okay. That you know that happens in a lot of series. It's it's not a bad movie. It's just not the most impactful of the three. So I, I'm still very excited for a fourth, and, and I I personally am still very interested in the story this cast has to tell. Right. The third one. It's still a solid film. It's yes. not like blow your mind because you don't have, um, honestly, you don't have a character in it that uh, is, it's a it's a newer character. It's a newer species, uh, race uh, of, yeah. of a planet. So it's, which is creative and smart to be able to break away from that mold where you only do the villains of the past. But, you know, this is, this is an exciting opportunity. I'm so, so glad that we get to see our heroes return. And I mean, Chris Pine, the best Chris can do no wrong. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's your hot take of, of, of all time. I mean, you, you would die on that hill willingly and I respect it. I um, I have to say like the thing about the third one really is just that it didn't feel, it feels like a middle of the franchise film, you know, like it feels right. like a movie that's like, this is the second to last movie or third to last movie, you know, like it doesn't feel like its own thing, which is why, even though I know some Star Trek fans had a huge problem with what they did with the Khan character in Star Trek into darkness, yeah, that movie, I thought as a person who knows pretty much nothing about Star Trek, I thought that movie was really fun and really good and did not feel like a sequel or like a middle of the franchise movie. And so that's what I was sort of expecting with beyond that we didn't get, but we're back into it, and it's there's a lot to be excited about. I mean, I think Matt Shackman sort of shocked the world uh, with WandaVision. People were really in love with the way that that went down. Um, we obviously loved that show, and and so I'm excited to see where they go. Maybe they do. Maybe they do some timeline weirdness. I mean, that's the flavor of the day right now. <laughs> DC's doing it. Marvel's doing it. Everybody's doing timelines and multiverses and whatever. And I mean. When you're dealing with space, they've already done it once. They brought a second, another Spock into this uh, series, the original Spock, uh, right. Leonard Nimoy. And right. so yep. it's, there's lots of exciting possibilities. So it's just, it's only a matter of time. It's going to be exciting. Yes. All right. Let's move on from Star Trek. If you're a Trekkie, want to get your thoughts. I know this is somewhat of a divisive series, I think, still amongst the fandom. I, I don't know if that's still the case after three movies, but... I'm a fan of the Kelvin timeline. I'm a fan of these movies and it should be a good time. Can you do it, Kim? Can you do it? Oh yeah. Live oh, long good. and the prosper dog. Thank you. Good. Yes, absolutely. If you um, couldn't, we would have to end our podcast. <laughs> we just have forever. to end, end the live stream. <laughs> like we're done. All right. Next up Kirk. And this is, this is like Kirk, Kirk week on, on PFB because we're talking, hey. we're talking Elvis. We're talking yes. Elvis. Um, so 
This Elvish trailer, I'm having a hard time pulling it up. It's giving me like errors and whatnot, so we won't be able to watch it on the stream. But Boz Lerman's Elvis biopic. It surprises me, and I haven't looked too deeply into it, but this is the first major Elvis film that I can recall in my lifetime, which is sort of surprising for someone of his stature. Um, but Austin Butler was the casting as Elvis, which caught a lot of people's attention because the casting was heavily publicized and, and featured some huge names, including Miles Teller, Harry Styles. Um, who else was in the mix there, Kirk? I know Austin Butler, and there was there was like one more person of note, but I can't remember. The guy who looks just like Austin Butler, who is a rising star. <laughs> um... Well, there was like so there Taylor were, Johnson, Taylor Johnson, uh, something Taylor. Aaron Johnson. Taylor Johnson. There it is. He was. Oh, really? Man, I don't remember. Maybe, that. but yeah, there was a lot alike. There were four people in the mix, and I, I feel like most people, myself included, felt like of those four, Austin Butler was probably like the smallest in terms of fame, which doesn't necessarily mean that you should get the role, but it does draw attention whenever you've got all these big name actors um and and you know singers in the instance of harry styles and you end up going with austin butler and he's starring he's starring opposite of tom hanks in this film so this this role of like elvis's agent seems to be playing a huge role in this story but i think for me it's Boz lerman so moulin rouge romeo and juliet the great gatsby etc you know he's a he's an academy award-winning director this trailer is interesting, Kirk, but I want to get your thoughts on it and, and how you feel about the movie. I think my thoughts as someone who fully lost trust in Boz after The Great Gatsby, my thoughts are I'm cautiously optimistic and intrigued by this, Kirk, but I, w I want to get your take. I think that The Great Gatsby is just a lost cause because so many people have their side of who, what character they identify with. And as a director, you have to choose which one you identify with. You cannot let them play. They can't both be the winner in, the, in, that, in that book, in that scenario. So you have to pick whose story you're really telling. And personally, I hate The Great Gatsby. Still do always have. <laughs> the movie was also terrible. Oh, you, you hate the book too. I hate the book. Never liked it. Some people say they, they read it later in life and they change their minds. I don't see myself sitting down to waste my time. Um, but with this trailer, what I loved about this mm -hmm. is that you did not get you did not get a caricature of Elvis, which yeah. I would expect nothing less from even a Boz Lerman film where things are melodramatic uh, and and very um, they, you feel like you're on acid uh, as someone has never who's never taken any kind of <laughs> drugs. <laughs> you feel like you're on it. Like this is what it must be like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, His uh, movies like are very dream. like sensory overload. Yeah, fever dream. You know, like very, yeah. very like dreamscape, bright colors, swirling, blurry lights type of thing. Yeah, and what I what I personally loved about this is that something as as a big Elvis fan that I've come to understand and know is that Elvis's voice has so much, so many different textures to it because there's a voice when he is extremely young and before he starts singing and you hear recorded tapes on him like when you walk through uh, Sun Studios in Memphis and you kind of hear him talking before the, the tapes start recording. And then you hear once he's like fully ingrained uh, in, into Hollywood and into into the limelight. And then you hear him talking on talk shows and you, and you hear like these different elements of his voice versus the very easy uh, to to uh, to impersonate a voice that you commonly hear. Like what I heard out of out of this performance just in the trailer was all of those. We didn't get just a one note on his vocal. And that gives me high, high promise into at least the performance and portrayal of Elvis, which matters because the yeah. movie is called Elvis. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think it'll be... I'm mostly intrigued with... They didn't really give us a ton on plot. Mm -hmm. They sort of dropped a few things, which is always interesting to me because I think with, with somebody of Elvis's stature, I mean, there's so many different ways you could go. Um, it's a biopic, so we don't know... I mean, I would assume this movie goes all the way up to his death. That feels like the most dramatic way to build it out. But it's 
It's also unclear because he was an older guy and Austin Butler's not an older guy. So is this about just the rise of Elvis? So there's just, there's a lot of unanswered questions. And the Tom Hanks character is sort of acting as like a narrator of sorts, (laughs) almost an Aaron Burr type narrator, like I'm the bad guy (laughs) type of thing, which, which is intriguing too (laughs) for a biopic to sort of take that angle. Um, So yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm mostly just very curious and very intrigued at this point which is where i want to be i i I am glad that visually i didn't find anything off-putting about it like you said nothing caricature-ish um i think austin butler looks great sounds great um in in early doses i know that uh, and somebody comments on youtube too like he's he's doing the singing in the film that's exciting um so there's a lot to be really there's a lot that's really tantalizing about this yeah. film. And I think that it's one of those things. And, and this is where it's always hard is like, it's one of those things that if you kill it, it's going to be fantastic. But if you don't like, even if you fall short just slightly, it's, it's like, ah oh, man, what a missed opportunity, you know, because it's such a, such an interesting um, person and personality and, and, and era. So it, it's right. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting. We'll keep a close eye on that, but that was a long trailer, probably about like close to three minutes. Um, so that was, that was exciting too, um, to get to see that much moving right along past Elvis and into Disney plus, uh, discussing film had an, an exclusive story this week. Pretty interesting that John Watts, who is the director of the Spider-Man trilogy, uh, the most recent <laughs> Spider-Man trilogy, not the, not the Sam Raimi trail trilogy but the most recent spider-man trilogy and who is also the director selected for the upcoming fantastic four film is getting a crack at star wars and now the involvement is unknown in terms of scope whether he will act as the primary director and showrunner for a show remains to be seen but he will be involved in directing at least one episode of a new series um in which John Favreau will also be involved, which should should not come as a shock to anybody since he's pretty much, you know, him and Dave Filoni are effectively the Kevin Feige of the Star Wars television universe right now, mm-hmm. um, which they've done mm-hmm. great things with so far. And so this new, what, what really piques my interest about this story, um, two things. One, Disney loves this guy. <laughs> they love John Watts because we know that Lucasfilm has had some issues in the past bringing in really big name directors than having creative differences. They end up splitting and, and it gets a little bit messy most recently with, um, Oh, help me out, Kirk. Uh, the wonder woman director, uh, Patty Jenkins, Patty Jenkins. And you know, they did it in the past with Chris Miller and Phil Lord. And I mean, there's been so many people that they've parted ways with. Um, but so they trust John Watts and they're bringing him in, bringing him into the Lucasfilm fold. So that's cool. The other thing that piques my interest is that they mentioned that the show could be, and this is all speculation and rumors, a more um, youthful show in nature, a la Stranger Things almost kind of vibe going on that Ooh. might take place in the in the High Republic era. So that's oh just gosh. something that Star Wars has never done. I think that something Damn. we forget a lot of times is that we really just have those nine movies, The Mandalorian, the spinoffs and the book of Boba Fett, we, there's really not that much Star Wars television and film content out there in total. Okay, there's two There's two options this could be, Cam. You ready to speculate with me? I am, yes. Cautiously, yes. <laughs> End of Force Awakens. Kid reaches their hand for the yep. broom. Broom comes to them. It could be those kids that are just like naturally the last sensitive. Jedi. Yeah, 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 yeah. The last Is it Jedi. Last Jedi? Yeah. Okay, great. I love that moment, that moment when it just like comes to that random kid. Like, I love it. That moment that was so great that they never did anything with. (laughs) Yes. Yes. This is where they can. It's true. Could be. And then option two. Do you know what option two is, Cam? We get to go to Luke Skywalker's Jedi school. Oh, no. Please. Dude, that that could end bad, though. I mean, it it does, right? Like, it does end bad, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like it's like a Rogue One scenario where it's like, well, all these people are going to die <laughs> at the end of this. You know, don't get too attached. Uh, but then some of them could like leave the school or be picked up by their parents or um, or thought to be dead before Kylo takes them all out, right? And then yeah. 
you could have spinoffs <laughs> of those people and Kylo coming back to find them and hunt them down. Like, oh no, they know that I killed everybody. So yeah, I think there's I think there's lots of options here. I, either either which path they go. I agree, and I think that for me, I have really loved all of the Star Wars television content that we've gotten so far. Um, it just feels like it feels like the right medium for Star Wars now because you can go deeper. You can spread it out. You can tell things in little stories. You know, um, it's just it's just much more manageable than the films that have to be so so condensed and so epic in scale. Whereas the the TV shows, you can get a little bit more grounded. But the big elephant in the room with all of the Star Wars content, and it's you know you can feel this cloud hanging over you with the Mandalorian is like the films like seven, eight, nine, the, like they take place after all this stuff and there's no Grogu. There's no mention of right. Din Djarin or anybody. So it's like, what, uh, how do you explain that? And like Ahsoka, you know, like Ahsoka has been out there all this time and she, you know, like where does she <laughs> factor in? Like how, how do you tie that all together? And it gets kind of messy when you think about it. So that's what I always worry about, but I want more television. I want more star Wars TV because I feel like it's been a really good formula and model. And I feel like John Favreau and Dave Filoni are just like clicking on all cylinders. Say what you will about the last two episodes of book of Boba Fett, like not being about Boba Fett. They were awesome star Wars content, really, really fun stuff. And like, I don't know what more you could ask for there. So I feel like, TV is the name of the game. Do you think that after we get a couple of years, and I'm talking like five years of all of this Star Wars television content, do you think we get an episode 10 of Star Wars? No. Okay. I just think, I think it's too high risk and too little reward. Because you have to smash it and it has to be perfect and people were so ticked about the, the the sequel trilogy i just think you you leave it you just leave that alone and, and you do what you can with it um i think people are overly ticked about the sequel trilogy yeah. but the fact of the matter is that you take each of those movies by themselves and you go these are great you know with the first two these are great the third one you put them together and it really fails to make a nice, clean, sensible, linear story, and that's what people will remember. So I think that that's that's tough. That's that's but a hear, really tough hurdle for them to clear. But hear me out. Hear me out. I've got two things that will make it good. Okay, you ready? Yes. It's going to be George Lucas directed and written. Perfect, right? Yeah, nothing can go wrong there. And your central protagonist, Jar Jar Binks, at the front and center, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, he he's got to be. He's got to be long dead. <laughs> But Grogu's probably not. You know what I mean? Like they could act like, like Grogu might have still been pretty young in like Yoda species years for sure. During for that sure. whole thing, they could be like, oh, he was still like learning how to be a bounty hunter? Question mark. Jar Jar <laughs> finds Grogu. They defeat Darth Maul, who's still alive as we know he is. Well, Jar Jar's got to be dead. I think he he must have died in the Jedi Temple. I don't know what happened to that guy, but. I someone think he's, he's long gone. Someone I really liked. A... I for one was like unironically invested in the Jar Jar Binks is uh, Darth Snope or or whatever Snoke that like I was I was into that. I was like this could actually work. Work. I had convinced myself. I was like if he is Emperor Snoke, this could actually work. Oh man! <laughs> and then it wasn't, and and so it is what. It what is. a letdown! I know, right? What a letdown! All right, getting off of that rabbit hole, we were we were deep in there. We're gonna have a long way to climb up. There is some big TV news going on right now, and I think like the I really and I don't mean to be dramatic whenever I say this, but I feel like we've reached the end of an era, or we're reaching and fast approaching the end of an era in streaming television because the Duffer Brothers posted a, a note online. Um, they're you know the creative geniuses behind Stranger Things. Stranger Things 4 is upon us. Uh, part 1 of Season 4 will release on May 27th. They're doing the two-part thing like they did with Ozark. And then the second part will release July 1st. But they have said this is ending at Season 5. Season 5 is the end of Stranger Things. 
Um, they don't know when that season is going to be coming out. Obviously, it has taken a really long time for this one due to COVID delays and the busyness of their cast with Millie Bobby Brown's career taking off a few others. Um, I mean, Finn Wolfhard has been in a ton of stuff as well. Right. So there's a lot of busyness going on. But Stranger Things 4 is coming. Stranger Things 5 will be the end of it. But what's interesting about that note, the one thing that sticks out to me is that they say the main, they say something to the effect of the main story will end with season five, which you don't say that unless there's tons of spinoffs and you know, who knows, like everybody's doing like anime spinoffs these days. There's like, they, they spin things into oblivion. So it seems like there are some stranger things spinoffs coming. So my question for you, Kirk, Thoughts on thoughts on Stranger Things four and, and ending in season five, and then also thoughts on on the the prospect of Stranger Things spinoffs and, and and whether or not that works conceptually. Here's what I want to call out as an example as to why there should not be a spinoff uh, or or an extension of Stranger Things. It in fact is quite one of the uh, most incredible uh, concise shows and it shows that the creators are ending it in season five that means they have yeah they have the blueprint they're saying this is it we know where it ends or where it should end um i'd like to call up that arthur the animated show just recently ended and it ended in the weirdest fashion the weirdest weirdest fashion after 22 seasons arthur becomes an artist and pens his own autobiography uh book series and looks like an absolute vagabond and i am not kidding you it looks is like this the most true? atrocious animation <laughs> Wait, interpretation of what <laughs> what a character should look like and what it's, it's a stretch but he, he, listen to me hear me out it's a stretch but if you hold on to these characters too long and I keep thinking about them and thinking about them and stretching them then then you're going to ruin them then you're going to you're going to wander off into the the eight different what ifs and merge all of those together and if stranger things becomes that with all these spin-offs it will become hipster autobiographical children's novelist arthur like we just received (laughs) i just found it I thought you were trolling. I thought you were trolling, dude. I had no idea. I had no idea. This is like discount. This is like Publix brand Lin-Manuel Miranda they've created here. <laughs> like what's with the, the, the shoddy like whiskers and No, that's it's Lin-Manuel. They shirt. said they said let's turn him into Lin-Manuel only like oh. an off-brand version, like market value, market pantry. Lin-Manuel Miranda. That's what this Market is. Pantry. And he's wearing like he's wearing a shirt of Buster. Yes. In theory, like wasn't there some sort of superhero rabbit in that show? There was. That's probably him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a haunting image. If you, if you are only listening, I could have gone my whole life without seeing this. I really could have. I hate that I've seen this. I want to unsee I mean, it. He should have been the most suave, put together dude out of all of them. He is the central. He's learned character. so many life lessons for, right? for like, decades. He should be like like an intellectual. Like he could still be a novelist, but look like a sophisticated human being. Like instead, no, he's like a well like... actually guy who like moderates uh, subreddits and <laughs> <laughs> writes blogs. <laughs> right. I mean. This is the worst example of cool I've ever seen depicted <laughs> in, in entertainment. Like, who wants to look like that? No one. No one wants to look like oh, that. Oh no! Oh no! In fact, there was a kid. <laughs> there was a kid at my college who he was like this deadbeat. He wanted to be yeah. a writer. He was dating this girl who was in the musical theater, and she had this really good operatic voice. And this guy, you're like, why are they together? This is that guy. I forget his name, but this is that guy. Let's call him Roger. Look at him. Just pathetic. You're yeah, pathetic, you run Arthur. into this Arthur at a party, and you're you're going the opposite way. You do not, enga- you absolutely do not engage because he's going to talk to you about like imperialism, and it's going to be bad. It's going to be really bad. It's critical it's, race theory it's with gonna, aardvarks. It's going to be it's going to be really bad. Um, wow. Okay, Man. hold on, hold on. Let's get back here. Where where were we? Stranger, Stranger Things? Things season four. 
offshoots, spinoffs. Yep. It shouldn't happen. They've got the blueprint. End at season five. Thank you for having control and boundaries, Duffer Brothers, because that's where it should end. Otherwise, you'll end up like Arthur season 22. Wow, wow, wow. I mean, they, they will not. They, they will spin this off into oblivion. You know they will. You know they will. This This will become... This will become The Walking Dead, except for the fact that The Walking Dead went on like 13 seasons too long. So like the core series will end at five, which is a really respectable place to end. I think actually, I think every series ever made should end after five seasons. It just like, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like that How I Met Your Mother thing. Like nothing good happens after 2 a.m. I feel that way about season five of television shows. Like nothing good happens after season five. Um, So I think that's, that's good. ER. ER had a great. Oh, shut up. Seven. No. Seven. No. Seven seasons. Solid. Solid seven seasons. Wrong. And then they killed Dr. Green, and then it went downhill. It's, well, well obviously. I mean, that's the. I, like, of course, that would go downhill after that. But anyway, Stranger Things spinoffs are coming, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I'm, I'm being Paul Revere. It's, it's coming like. Nope. <laughs> But it is Kirk. It's happening. Nope. Like you can say no, but it's happening for sure. I refuse. I refuse. And if you are someone who wants a Stranger Things um, spinoff, I want you to tell us. Tell us your truth, and we will debate it. No, we'll I'll be honest it. though. I, I, on that point, I wonder what the sentiment is for mass audiences for Stranger Things Four. I mean, it's been such a long layoff. And I feel like, to me, Stranger Things 3 was less talked about than the previous two seasons. So I just don't know what the appetite is for this in the first place. Maybe I'm dead wrong on that, but I have a theory that it's not done as well. And I saw, you know, I was reading through Twitter um, a thread the other day about somebody talking about what we've talked about tons of times, which is that the week-to-week episode release model is doing better for overall sentiment because people get online and they talk about it and they engage and you get tons of impressions and tons of, you know, people talk about it, which gives other people peer pressure to go watch the show, et cetera, et cetera. These Netflix shows don't get that. And when they, when they binge dump nine episodes of a series, everybody watches it in the privacy of their own brain. And then they don't share any of their thoughts except for with their close friends. And that's just not good for business. So, um, Netflix might have to revisit that model at some point. I know everybody hates it because they want to binge it, but in reality, like look at WandaVision and the community that came out around that and talked about it every week. Book of Boba Fett. I mean, Twitter was on fire every week after book of Boba Fett, like peacemaker. I mean, people were talking about peacemaker nonstop. Like it's just, it's good for business. And, and that's, that's sort of the way you have to do it. I feel like it's true. Goodbye. Binge world. Goodbye. I know. Goodbye. It's, it's coming to an end. All right, let's move on from this. But the, but I really do feel like the announcement that Stranger Things is leaving really feels like the end of an era because Stranger Things, to me, is like the first streaming show of the modern era that everybody really got behind and pushed forward. And, you know, like that is ending. Other quick hitters, Marvelous Miss Maisel is going to end with season five. That's part of that. Um Atlanta's ending with season four, which that that's on television as well, like on FX, but it had a really large streaming push because it's on Hulu. Um, all the FX stuff is on Hulu. So it feels like we, there is a, there is a page turning in, in the streaming media world right now as all these iconic series, uh, move on. So enjoy right. while it lasts guys. They're all, <laughs> they're all coming to an end. So it'll be, be interesting to see what the new, what the new guard is. You know, it's crazy to think about, Cam. Like, the shows that are being rebooted from our childhood are nostalgic to us. And these shows one day will will be rebooted for the kids of their generation. Maybe. And that will be nostalgic twofold for us and for them. Yeah. Never say never. I mean, it's it's definitely possible. Stranger Things 2099. (laughs) 2049. And it's a crossover with Blade Runner. Yes. Um, <laughs> that could have been on the twos list too, Blade Runner 2049, because it's a sequel and because it has a two in it. Ooh, that's that's, that's the only qualifier. It has a one Cops, one too. number two in it. It can be spelled out or it can be the numerical two, but it has to have one of them. And then it can Nick, be on the playlist. 
Naked Gun two and a half. Uh, Basically, any sequel that is just a two counts. It takes two with Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I can go on. I can no, keep going. All day. All me. day. All right. Really quick hitters, because I know we're at 40 minutes and we've got a bunch of other stuff to cover, but this is just quick, like, want to let you guys know we can react to it if we want to, but this is like two minute drill here. Okay. Um, Peacemaker has been renewed for season two. So I know we were waiting to figure that one out. Uh, season finale of that show was really fun with a really interesting cameo for those of you who are into the DCEU. I won't spoil it, but uh, finish out the series if you haven't to, to get a look at that cameo. It's, it's fun. Um, Obi-Wan Kenobi. We know this show is coming up fast. Uh, May 20 something, 20, 25th. Yeah, 25th. You're right. You're right. Um, John Williams has composed a theme for it. According to variety, John Williams is composing a theme for Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is, is exciting and surprising to me because with the Mandalorian and the book of Boba Fett, they use Ludwig Gorenson, who is like, he's great. (laughs) I, Mm -hmm. I could gush about that guy all day. I mean, he just does amazing work and he is, you know, really like the next wave of great film composer to be coming up behind these guys. But I'm, I'm excited to have John Williams involved with the Obi-Wan Kenobi stuff because that's just, you know, it's going to be great. And you know, it's going to be very star Wars and very Obi-Wan. So that's exciting news. Um, Loki season two, Kate Heron, as we knew after the end of season one, she's not returning for season two, which is a shame because she did a fabulous job. Um, with that series uh, directing all the episodes and guiding it through what I thought was a really fun uh, series. But they Disney, according to Deadline, is moving forward with Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead to direct the majority of the episodes for season two. And those are the guys behind Moon Knight. So they're really, you know, there'll be some some sort of visual, textural consistencies probably between those series and it'll help further tie the MCU shows together a little bit more. Maybe this means that Moon Knight and Loki connect closer than we thought. I don't want to speculate, but it's certainly worth noting that those two will be at the helm. Um, Amanda Seyfried and and Tom Holland have a new series coming up on Apple TV+. Have you heard of this, Kirk? The Crowded Room. I've not. Um, The Hollywood Reporter is reporting that Amanda Seyfried has joined the cast as well as Emmy Rossum. Here's what's interesting. So the the premise of this show is pretty vague. It's mostly about, um, it's called The Crowded Room. I don't know if it's based off of anything, but it's basically about people living with mental illness. Um, You know, people who are high functioning, like learning to overcome mental illness to have a good um, high quality life and things like that. Um, But I mentioned Emmy Rossum. She's playing Tom Holland's mom in in this show. What? And if we want to check the stats there, Tom Holland is... 25. Emmy Rossin, 35. uh, (laughs) There's a 10-year age gap and she's playing his mom. So take that for what you will. Amanda Seyfried's in it. I don't know what her role is, but um, should be interesting. I mean, what? I know. (laughs) I can't. can't That was the real head scratcher for me. Uh, Next up, Chris Pratt's The Terminal List, which is based off of the Jack Carr novel which i believe is the first in like a four book series about this character um reese james reese or something like that he's like you know he's one of these like jack reacher uh what's the other one jack ryan (laughs) type guys and so chris pratt's series the terminalist is going to amazon prime video he's been doing a lot of business with those guys lately and it will release on july 1st of this year okay nice I keep doing this clicking thing with my tongue, which I never do. It's driving me, it's driving me nuts. I'm sure anybody listening is probably about to lose their mind. So I apologize in advance. Let me make you feel better about yourself. One time I, myself <laughs> and my wife, we heard this speaker and yeah. he actually made, he actually sucked his lips in when he was speaking to a crowd of over like, probably over 50, like not a giant crowd, but not, not in the way you think, not like, not like that. Like it literally sounded like, like a fart. It really. Oh, like, really? Like, <laughs> it almost. It almost sounded like he was blowing <laughs> air out, rather. But he was sucking in, and he mentioned it when he was speaking. And I was like, "Wait a second. He was feeling Do you know what that actually like I am right sound? Now. What's that? He's feeling self-conscious, like I am right now. 
Right, right. So that should make you feel better because a click, <laughs> much better than um, a whole crowd of people wondering if you're uh, making a fart sound with your mouth or if you're actually yeah. just up there letting loose. Uh, yeah, I know. That's, speak to others. that's good. I'm glad he addressed it. Um, but I don't know if I believe him. You know, it's... <laughs> It was a cover. That's a pretty shady excuse, my dude. I don't know. It's I don't I don't trust it. <laughs> anyway, I will stop with the tongue clicks. Hopefully, if I do it again, I'm canceling the stream. Okay. And he will start with farting with his mouth. <laughs> I'll change to mouth farts. Okay. <laughs> According to Variety, Ryan Reynolds was interviewed for Variety, uh, mostly relating to the Adam Project. But of course, you can't talk to Ryan Reynolds without talking about Deadpool. So lots of Deadpool stuff came out of that. Notable things for you guys. Deadpool 3 is coming along. That's that's his quote. It's coming along. Uh, we knew that it was in the works. We knew that it's going to be rated R. We know all the big storylines there, but he says it's still moving. And he says, and I quote, I'm promising I'm not in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness as Deadpool, <laughs> which <laughs> made me say, why did he say as Deadpool? Or <laughs> did, does he just, I don't know what that means, but I, I What's your thermometer on this, Kirk? I know when we talked about it the other week, you said Deadpool is not in this movie. I say he is. I'm still on that boat. Where are you at? Not as Deadpool. I mean, then, of course, he could be. What's the main character's name? Wade. Cade. Wade. Cade. Yeah. What? He could be Wade. He could be Wade Wilson. Um, What other? He could be. <laughs> he could, could be a. Uh, the could other be, Deadpool. Yeah, the other Deadpool. The one with the Wolverine. The, like skin flap mouth thing he could be that yes one. <laughs> that's a possibility but um i mean andrew garfield went on tour saying the same lie I know. yeah to. yeah and and, and the, actually the patrick stewart stuff has been hilarious he he must have a whole book full of hilarious things to say <laughs> um but one of the things patrick stewart said <laughs> when he said his friends were texting him during the super bowl asking if it was him in the dr strange ad and he said how could that be me? I'm at home right now watching the Super Bowl, which I loved. Uh, <laughs> and and someone said, it sounded exactly like you, like an interviewer said that. And he said, well, I've been in this business for decades and people have been intim- have been uh, trying to copy my voice the entire time I've been professionally working. I was like, dude, that's a great answer. He needs to go like coach these guys. <laughs> like he needs to go give all of them talking points for when they get interviewed a thousand times also um it's weird to think of patrick stewart texting anyone i just imagine a candlestick uh, phone next to him at all times i don't understand this handwriting with a feather pen and then sealing it with ink like wax yeah Um, he's he's he's, so fancy yes he's the best he really is like one of the greats i I absolutely love everything that he's he's about he's awesome (laughs) um okay and then last quick hitters a bunch of paramount news they, because again, they had their like shareholder deal and a ton of stuff came out of that. First off, Sonic the Hedgehog 3 is already in the works. Um, that should come as, I guess, no surprise because I, I can't even remember if the first one did well, but it must have because they are like doubling down in a huge and major way on these movies. And they're also making a Knuckles series on Paramount Plus starring Idris Elba, which just I about fell out of my chair whenever I heard that. But I guess money is money. And that's pretty easy money if you're Idris Elba and you just have to talk as yourself, as Knuckles. <laughs> the trailer is still so jarring whenever Knuckles speaks and it's just like unabashedly Idris Elba doing nothing to his voice. It's just like, yeah. it shakes me to my core. I'm like, that is not <laughs> Knuckles. <laughs> that no. is Idris Elba. Oh, man. But anyway, they're doubling down on Sonic content and... Halo. They've already renewed Halo for season two, and season one hasn't even premiered yet. Um, so that's an interesting one. And then one that I thought was really interesting because we've heard a ton about this A Quiet Place spinoff. There's been a couple director changes going on there. There's been a couple release date changes, etc. But another installment in the core series, A Quiet Place Part Three, is in the works and will release in 2025. So I'm here. I'm here for that. I am. I thought two was great. It I really, was so good. I really did. I think, I, I mean, I don't know what the general sentiment is, but I, I was really pleasantly surprised um, with that, with that movie. So I'm, I'm, I'm in for a third one. I think they could have ended it with two, but like, I think they could have ended it with one. So sure. Like 
they caught me by surprise once. I, I definitely will pay the price of admission to check out a third one. No doubt. For sure. For sure. All right. That's all we got for what's popping this week. Thank you guys so much. If you're watching on the stream, really appreciate you guys being here. If you're listening in the podcast, thank you so much. Don't forget to subscribe so that the podcast episodes will download weekly whenever they drop. And don't forget to tune in later this week to hear our review of Uncharted starring Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg, Antonio Banderas, and many others. But until that time, we will leave you with the wonderful talents of the band Rhetoric. Of course, we want to give a special thanks to our executive producer, Ryan Spriggs. If you like the sound of this music, check out Rhetoric on Spotify and anywhere else you can get music. We will see you guys later this week. Talk to you then.